Jason Walls, good afternoon. Stop rattling the microphone. <laughs> so sorry. I, I'm very when I'm not sure if you could tell, but when I do these crosses, I move around a little bit. So I've been told <laughs> to stay as still as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. It's 13 minutes to five. So Ashley's back. Tell us what he said. Yeah, well, obviously we know that we're hovering around the 10,000 case a day mark with hospitalizations going up and as well as deaths going up as well. But it's likely the real figure is actually much, much higher, according to Ashley Bloomfield. If we look at uh, the number of tests we are getting, our um, surveillance testing, our wastewater testing and the positivity rates, uh, it's about twice the, the, the number. And it, it's just hard to know what the breakdown is of those tests. Some of those are people who might be testing and isolating, but just not recording the results. I should say, though, um, New Zealand continues to have one of the highest testing rates in the world, and we've got a, a very good picture of the burden of disease, and it really informs our response. So the fact that today over 10,000 people have been reported who yesterday did a test, uploaded the result, and are now isolating is fantastic to be this far into the Omicron outbreak and that happening. So twice as many cases, we're looking at roughly about 20,000 a day, which is significant, but it's not as high as it was when we saw the first peak um, a number of months ago. Now, Bloomfield says that he's expecting things to get worse, expecting case numbers to increase, hospitalizations, and of course, inevitably deaths. Um, and of course, leading all of this is the BA5 virus. Now, Bloomfield said that it's people that are over or on 65 the, uh, the most at risk. And there seems to be more water to flow under this COVID bridge yet, but ministers really still aren't keen to put New Zealand back in red. No. Um, survey testing back, and that will give us a better figure. And you're quite right, right the way through, they're basically suggesting we have twice the level of infection than has been reported so far. But as many people have instantly jumped on, uh, on the text, and myself as well, if we have twice the infection, but we have the same level of mortality and hospitalisation, that means, in fact, our percentage of people getting ill and also dying is actually less than we expected. And this is not in favour. This is more in favour of heading towards green than uh, towards red. That's an excellent point, actually. Um, and to be honest, it would have been something that would have been good to put it to Bloomfield today. So he's almost out of the job. He's um, leaving next week. So I'm not sure if we'll get another press conference. But I'll tell you what, um, if we do, I'll certainly be putting that to him and to Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern tomorrow. Oh, great. Well, I'll come along. Uh, hopefully I'm free. Hopefully Heather's back once she gets over her tonsillitis. Now, um, I've heard that every council in the country has been offered $350,000 from the government. Absolutely. You're, you're bang on there. The government's announced that more money will be used to sweeten that three waters pot deal. Every council in the country, so that's all 67 of them, will get at least $350,000 to help them bed in these three waters reforms that have generated so much controversy across the country. So you'll you'll note, note that I said at least because every council is getting 350000 as a minimum. So it's a total of $44 million, this package all up. So looking at that money that's about 23 million dollars so 67 councils times 350,000 about 23 million so what about the other 21 well after doing a little bit of digging, I found that that is for what's called a top-up fund. So in addition to this 350 councils, eligible councils that is, are eligible for hundreds of thousands more based on population, deprivation and land area. So it's up to the minister, or in this case the associate local government minister Kieran McAnulty, to um, decide on those factors. So th some of these councils actually could be getting more money. However, as is the theme with the Three Waters, the opposition isn't happy. ACT says that it's a bribe to help the government desperately get through three waters reforms and national Simon Court isn't happy either. 
look, a desperate attempt by a Labor government that knows that its reforms are heavily opposed by local communities and local government uh, across the country. So you say it's desperate. Why is it desperate? Well, look, they're just throwing money at the problem to try and change a absolute tidal wave of opposition against these reforms. Mm. Um, and that seems to be their only solution. Throw more money at it. Uh, it's desperate. But at this stage, you know, we know that the, the reforms are passing and it is going to be expensive for these to bet in. So there are definitely two arguments, two sides of the coin to this one. Now, you mentioned before the, the Prime Minister is turning up to, to have a bit of a grilling uh, tomorrow. What on? Yeah, so she's giving the keynote speech at the local government New Zealand conference down in Palmerston North. And no doubt, of course, she will be touching on three waters reforms. But before she even gets in, she's likely to face an unhappy welcome. As I understand it, groundswell New Zealand are going to be protesting outside. So I think she's in for a bit of a, a frosty reception. But it's going to be good to see her front up to the media. We haven't actually had the Prime Minister front to the press gallery in a while. She did front to the youth press gallery today, but we were told that that was all off the record and we weren't allowed to report on it. So um, it'd be good that she has some time for us tomorrow. Well, I thought it was pretty clever. I heard in the afternoon show that you actually played some of the questions that these guys came up with. And they were great questions, but of course, you didn't play the answers, which would have been enlightening as well. So anyway. Well, good. I'll tell you what, on, just on that, uh, the answers were, and this is why I thought the, the politicians did reasonably well this afternoon, is they were just answers that they would give in any other question time. So mm. it was just sort of the normal government okay. rhetoric. So yeah. there's nothing much in it. Okay. Oh, good stuff. I thought they were in good form. Thank you so much, Jason Walls. And can I just say, you know, they vote at 16. You should have heard those 16-year-olds asking questions. Some of them were a lot better than the questions you hear all, you know, all, over, the, all over the show.